Welcome to episode one of Point of View with Barry Boyce, editor-in-chief of Mindful Magazine. I'm Heather Herlock, senior editor, digital at mindful.org, and today we're talking about mindfulness in public schools. Recently, the National Center for Law and Policy, a nonprofit legal defense organization focusing on religious freedom and civil liberties, sent a legal notice to a Cape Cod school district asking them to end their mindfulness program because the center contends that the mindfulness program is based on Buddhist beliefs and violates the separation of church and state. Barry, can you share your thoughts on what's happening in Cape Cod? The school board member who wants, who is opposing calmer choice being in the schools there, um, is a, a religious right Christian parenting author. And the organization, the National Center for Law and Policy, is uh, likewise a religious right organization. However, that doesn't really matter. Whatever points they're making, to the extent that they're good and valid, ought to be taken into account. My general feeling about disputes is that no matter who the person disputing is, we should always see if there's a if there's a grain of truth in what they're bringing up and whether it could should lead to some incremental change. If in fact it turns out that maybe that accidentally some of the teachers in Calmer Choice or some part of the curriculum, um, you know, might need to be adjusted somewhat to take greater care. Great. I don't know. I don't have the information. I'm not on the ground there. They started Calmer Choice because of seeing how many school children were uh, in crisis, uh, including leading to suicides. So uh, Fiona Jensen, who started Calmer Choice, was motivated by a real genuine concern and uh, for the well-being of students. And this is a national epidemic that stress in school is causing all kinds of problems. And Fiona is a tireless advocate for um, ways to help students deal with their uh, tension and their emotions. The legal notice from NCLP seems to imply that mindfulness is potentially harmful to children. What do you think about that? There's no evidence whatsoever that uh, mindfulness properly taught uh, in a developmentally appropriate way um, would do any danger to school children. Um, I've read the uh, legal brief. It's 24 pages long, and it's uh, filled with um, assertions drawn from all sorts of places that have nothing to do at all with the introduction of mindfulness, developmentally appropriate 
mindfulness practices for school children. It talks, for example, about dangers that people going on on, on uh, improperly supervised Buddhist retreats might experience. But that has nothing at all to do with the effects of a developmentally appropriate mindfulness practice would have on a school child. The legal notice also contends that mindfulness is acting as a gateway to Buddhism and a Buddhist worldview. Do you see any merit in that statement? There's a commonly accepted level of worldview, so to speak, that I think is acceptable in the public school, that we should be kind to each other, that you know we're here to pay attention and try to learn, those sorts of things. You could call them a worldview, but it's just basically what we've agreed upon uh, about you know what the what should be going on in the classroom, and how we should conduct ourselves. Um, so that's why I don't think teaching children to be kind, um, you know, to, to have a practice that that um, asks them to generate kindness uh, is um, a religious practice or even inculcating a big worldview. When you're talking about the very simple practice of, okay, Jane, um, we're going to take a couple of minutes, we're going to sit quietly and pay attention to uh, your body and your breath. Um, that's not very different from when I was taking gym class back in school and my coach asked me to focus on where my body is. Um, it was often done a lot more aggressively. <laughs> like, boys, where are you? Where the hell are you? And what he was trying to say is that I wasn't in my body and mind at that moment. Um, and if you're just giving that kind of instruction, that is not a religious ritual, and I think that it will be proven uh, over time as these kind of questions come up that because it's used, just because it's used within Buddhism doesn't automatically make it a religious ritual. Are there best practices being developed for teaching mindfulness in public schools? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, one of the leading people Doing this kind of work is uh, Patricia Jennings, who is um, now at the Curry School of Education at the University of Virginia. And uh, in fact, in the journal Mindfulness, she recently uh, published a commentary uh, called Mindfulness-Based Programs in the American Public School System, Recommendations for Best Practices to Ensure Secularity. So key people in this field are very concerned that 
the skill of mindfulness is taught as a basic um, skill that we all have and that we can cultivate. How can mindfulness help children deal with the stress of school? Um, and I think what's driven a lot of interest in having mindfulness in classrooms is to have a, a, a complete a mind-body kind of education, uh, not just um, exercising students' cognitive skills, but also to deal with their central nervous system and um, their stress responses and all sorts of uh, phenomenon in our body and mind that affect our ability to pay attention, to uh, work together collaboratively with other people, um, to uh, ride uh, waves of emotion that uh, come over us during the day. So this is what has driven the interest in uh, mindfulness in schools. It's long been recognized that you need to teach the whole student, not just pour information into them. I can't just say in a blanket way that mindfulness in public schools is a good thing. I can only say that if mindfulness is taught appropriately as a basic human skill that we all have, uh, it's a good thing in public schools. Mm -hmm.